Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm doing something a little different that I think might be kind of fun going forward. I'm calling it a diary entry, and I thought it might be a cute little pun to do since this is the design diaries. But essentially what I'm thinking is I want this podcast to be not just a place where you just get information and advice, but also a podcast where you can kind of relate to a lot of my experiences and struggles in real time. I thought this could be like a place where I could rant or confide in with you about little things that happen on the real as a freelancer, as a designer, as a business owner. And I thought if I'm going through this, there's a high, high chance that other people are going through it too. And maybe it'll be comforting that we're going through it together. So I'm going to be labeling these diary entry instead of episodes. So that way, if you want to relate, if you want to listen to it, go for it. If it's not your jam, you're only here for the advice and the tips. Totally cool. You can just skip over them. But today, I just wanted to share a very specific experience that I went through this past week. And as I'm sure you can tell from the title of this diary entry, it's not the most pleasant experience, but it's something that happens and I just wanted to address it. So one thing that happened this week was I had to break up with a client and breakups, um, like with friends, like with boyfriends or partners, um, are never pleasant. They can be amiable, they can be completely respectful and peaceful, but they still leave a sour taste in your mouth and they're never... They're never something you want to go through. And there's always like that period before, during, and after where things are just kind of bittersweet. But honestly, this breakup had to happen and it was something that was in the making. And I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts I had on it. So let me first take a few steps back and tell you about the actual experience. So I was working with a client and we had a couple of projects lined up and we had a really, really great communication style. So we were doing a great job of respecting each other and there were honestly no issues at all. Like none of the typical client stories, like they were rude or they were late or anything like that. They were perfectly kind and respectful and just super on top of everything. And so that was never an issue. Nothing like the typical kind of client nightmare situation. Um, It was just kind of this recurring thing where as we were working together, there was this miscommunication, but not in a way that could have been anybody's fault. It was like a miscommunication based on like wavelengths. Because you know when you get somebody like when they're saying something, you kind of picture what they're picturing and you just get it. That wasn't really happening for us. And so even though we would, you know, come in these meetings and we talk through so many different things and we'd really try to connect and we would leave the meeting thinking that we had a consensus. We'd reconnect after I'd done some work or after they'd done some thinking and we realized that we weren't on the same page most of the time. And that became really difficult because we were planning to work on a couple of projects together and we were realizing that our timelines were getting pushed back and pushed back because we kept having to revise as a result of this miscommunication or this disconnect between our our brains or or our vibes and visions and so we were having a meeting just kind of talking about a couple of the different issues or little bits of feedback that we had on one of our projects we're working on and I think I just had an aha moment like 
I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong at all with this client or what I'm doing or anything at all. So it was a very weird territory for me because normally there's like red flags that you can point out and being like, oh yeah, this is a no-go client. But for me, there wasn't any red flags. There was no like big bright neon sign that says like, turn around, go home. It was kind of like, hmm, we are not connecting. We are really, really respectful and amiable and kind towards one another, right? And I enjoy talking to this person and I really respect this person, but it seems like our brains are in different universes. Like I marvel their DC and our storylines weren't, weren't like adding up. They weren't aligning. And at some point in our conversation, I just realized like, I don't think we can go on like this. Like, I don't know how compatible we are just as creative and as client. And I I realized that I think there are a lot of tips out there, like here are red flags to avoid when working with a new client, or here are some indications that, you know, a client's going to be problematic, right? And those red flags, you can probably find them anywhere. And, you know, examples are like, they are rude, or they're condescending, or they don't respect your, your authority, or they're late with their payments, or things like that. Um, those are typical red flags that I think most people see those and are like, all right, you know, I can't work like this. But it's weird when you perfectly like the person and the relationship has been pleasant and great until until forever. And the only thing that's not working is just the creative aspect of it. And that's really difficult, I think, as somebody like, you know, in my position, I've never had that before. I've always been able to take the brief take what the client's looking for and the brand strategy that we come up with and I can deliver. I can see into their into their minds and I can create what they were thinking of. And so for me, this particular experience breaking up with this client was really hard because I was like, am I not as good as I think I am? Like, am I actually, have I just been like lucky the past couple of times? Like, is there a chance that it's my fault that I missed the mark, that I wasn't performing to their expectations and so that was really hard for me and it gave me a lot of anxiety and a lot of um, doubt within myself about my abilities and moving forward with my future projects like what if this happens again and as I've been you know looking at our contract dealing with all the whole refund situation I kind of realized that this is so natural like that's why we call it breaking up with the client right like if I think about breakups with friends or breakups with partners sometimes the breakups don't have to be because there was this huge fight or there were these red flags or there's something awful that the person did or that you did sometimes they just there's a breakup because you guys are just in different phases of life or maybe you really love each other but it's just wrong time wrong moment or maybe it's just that like you weren't meant to be together. And sometimes I think those are all things that happen if you're like me and you've watched enough rom-coms. I mean, you'll you'll see <laughs> those examples of different reasons why people break up. And I think we can apply those principles to client situations. So for me, that was a big aha moment for me that I was kind of like, I'm not responsible for this and neither is the client. It's just a matter that in, this, in the same way that relationships have to be based on compatibility creatively and also logistically so do 
client and creative relationships. And I think that this is my first experience having a, a breakup with a client that wasn't based off of like those major red flags. It was based off of something more subtle and uh, more nuanced. And I think that's that's important to recognize that not all breakups have to be messy and they're always going to have a bit of a negative emotional impact on you for a little bit. But I'm just really enjoying the fact that I'm having some retrospective thought on this and I'm realizing that it's nobody's fault. There's no reason to feel at fault or less than because I couldn't deliver for a client. It's more coming to terms with the fact that not all clients are made for me and I'm not made for all clients, right? And so that's something that I've really been dealing with this past week. Coming to terms that, you know, I really, really liked them. I really was looking forward to working with them, but I our minds just don't fuse. Our minds just don't align on the same wave. And um, in the long run, it just would have been more work to try and force that connection when, you know, they might be able to work with somebody else with equal amount of talent and skill or even more so than me and will be able to instantly connect with their vision and instantly be able to understand them. It's just better in the long run. Like same thing, if you love someone, let them go. And sometimes I really respect, you know, my clients and I respect their businesses and their investments enough to where I have to cut my losses and realize like, they're better off maybe with a different creative. And that's not at all indicative of my talent, my skill, my worthiness of having clients. It's indicative that, you know, of respect and of awareness that this isn't working and we should probably see other people. So that's just something I wanted to share that um, I feel like isn't really talked about a lot. Like we talk about bad clients and, you know, difficult client situations, but we also don't talk about the ways that clients and creatives have needs and have, I guess you could say, personalities um, that need to mesh in addition to all of those other things like being professional, being respectful, blah, blah, blah. Like we also need to mesh. We need to feel comfortable and safe um, because on the client side, they're giving us their money. They're giving us their, their businesses that they've grown and that they care so much about. That's like their livelihoods. And we are also creating things for them. We're putting our inspiration, our creativity, our work, and our skill on the line. That's a very vulnerable exchange if you think about it. And so when when there's that vulnerability involved, there's also necessity for comfort and for um, synergy between us and the client and the client with us. And yeah, so I think it's nobody's fault when that synergy isn't there. It's kind of like you go on a blind date and you know, you chat maybe on Facebook or whatever, and you think you're a great match. But then once you actually go on the date, you realize halfway through, this isn't going to work out. And that's kind of like what it is with a project. You just because you have a consultation call for 30 minutes doesn't mean that the next three months that you work together is going to be as lovely as that 30 minute date. Um, And it's totally okay, I think, to have that awareness to realize things and act on it. So just wanted to share that. Um, And I would love to hear if you have any thoughts on this, if you agree, disagree, have any questions or want to share experiences because I did kind of feel a little bit alone this past week. I was like, I've never heard of of a situation like this where a creative like breaks up with a client purely based off of, you know, inability to connect on vision. Um, 
And I did feel like for a second, maybe this isn't like when I'm cut out for, maybe I'm just not good at realizing people's expectations. And so it took me a long time to build myself back up again, I think, after those couple of days of bittersweet um, introspection being kind of hard on myself. So I think it'd be nice to hear from other people, maybe, um, if you want to DM me on Instagram and let me know if you have felt the same way or if you've gone through similar things, because it's, I like to think of this as a community, and, and community always feels better when other people share their thoughts, too. So I would love that. Another thing that I just want to share from this past week was honestly such, it was another negative experience. And one, I don't want this podcast episode to be like just me ranting and complaining, but I also do want to share that the reality of owning a business and being a freelancer or creative is that sometimes you have bad weeks where people are just, you know, tough to work with, or you have some unpleasant conversations and experiences, and that just happens, you know, you get bills or people give you really tough feedback or, you know, clients fall through and that shit happens. And I don't want to kind of, I guess, filter out all of that negative stuff because I think it's important. It's something I actually go through. So one thing that happened to me this past week was I went on a call with um, somebody who wasn't normally really in my niche. So if you listen to my previous episodes, my niche is women of color or, you know, at least women who are entrepreneurs and typically are in like the beauty and fashion um, space. And I, I accepted this call from somebody who did not fit that niche at all. Um, and I had an ambivalent feeling about getting taking this call, but I figured, you know, I'm going to keep an open mind. I think I owe it to this person to give them the opportunity to speak to me and just hear them out. Unfortunately, though, um, that ended up being a huge waste of time. (laughs) So just to preface this, I don't want this to come off as me being like anti-anything. I'm not anti-anything except for anti-racism and anti-sexism. So I'm not anti to any sort of race, ethnicity, culture, anything like that. However, this meeting was just kind of the epitome of why I want to work with women and women of color because the entirety of this meeting was just you know really it was a man who just decided he was going to talk over me the entire meeting and it was just really unfortunate because I you know have found myself in situations where I was the only woman in the room where I was the only woman of color in the room and I pride myself on being able to you know show up and take care of myself and not necessarily um, back down in the presence of being a minority. I think it's something that I'm sure many of my women of color, women and listeners right now can, can relate to, like having to really compensate for that disparity. But in this call, it was one-on-one. And for some reason, I just, even though this person had booked a call with me, um, it really felt like I was being interviewed. It felt like I was being taught something. Um, even though they were trying to have a consultation with me and it was just really, really weird. I haven't had a call like that in a really long time. Um, you would think that more people would be more condescending towards me because I have, um, started this business at such a young age. I honestly was expecting that like a lot of my calls, some of my, the clients or potential clients who are older than me might, you know, be condescending or, be slightly judgmental or talk down to me, but that literally has not happened in the entire year that I've been working on this business. But it happened this week. 
And it was really, really unfortunate because I, for the whole 30-minute consultation, I was just uncomfortable. I had anxiety. I was really, really honestly upset that I was being talked down to and and I was being shoved down into this sort of dynamic where I was almost like I should have been grateful to have been in that call or it's like I'm so lucky to be in this call which was not the case at all. I felt so unlucky to have been forced into this consultation. And a couple of the things that like happened were just super infuriating. So like one example was we were talking about my business and how it came about and what I do. And this person had the gall to call my business my little business. I don't know about anybody else, but that just pisses me off the fact that you're gonna sign up for a consultation with me you want to work with me and then you're gonna call my business little oh no 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 that's not what we're doing today like no sir um another thing was they would ask me questions and then not give me any time to answer them and so they were just talking at me and not talking with me. And they were almost asking questions and then decided they didn't really care about the response or the answer. So the only time I got words in was when I literally cut them off and was like, well, to answer your question from like 15 minutes ago, (laughs) it was just, it was ridiculous. And I'm somebody who I don't honestly, I don't really take that kind of bull. Like I have been in those spaces long enough. Um, like if you listen to my first podcast, I went to a primarily like white school. I grew up in the suburbs, um, like in Oklahoma and Florida, and those are primarily white neighborhoods and communities. And so I grew up kind of not really taking up space, like waiting for people to ask me rather than telling people. And as soon as I came to college and I've grown into myself, I have completely reversed that tendency And I really despised that in this meeting where I was supposed to be a professional, a business owner, um, in the position of authority in the conversation, that I was being returned back to that state of like my adolescence and my childhood of being kind of subjugated. And I hated that so much. And what that really taught me was that I don't have to work. I don't have to take any of this if I don't want to, right? I think that props to me for sticking through that whole call and just being amiable. But in hindsight, I honestly had every right to be like, I don't appreciate this conversation. I'm not comfortable. I feel disrespected and I would like to end this conversation now. I would have had every single right to do that because I don't think I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for like the courage and the bravery that it takes to be a woman and a woman of color in in the business world, right? Like that used to be a man's world like literally like a couple decades ago. I think we're freaking like badass for entering the space and having the bravery to deal with people like this. And because we're we have the bravery and the courage to do that, I think we can take that bravery one step further and just call people out on their shit, when they're not treating us the way we want to be treated, when they are perpetuating these super anachronistic, like outdated dynamics that we just don't need to be utilizing in 2021. So 
that's kind of my lesson that I learned this past week as well. In addition to the one I mentioned earlier that like, we don't have to take anything that we don't want to take. Like the whole point of us being our own bosses is that we don't have to sit in a corporate meeting and take crap from our our coworkers, right? We own the damn business. We get to call the shots. We get to end calls. We get to walk out of situations that we're not happy with. We get to control our environments and we get to control who and when and where and what makes us comfortable or uncomfortable. So what I'm walking away um, from this with is that although I did carry myself very well and I handled that situation very well and I'm proud of myself for that, I'm going to be extra proud of myself if that situation arises again and I am able to exit the situation without taking crap for another minute. So I guess I'm going to end this diary entry with one parting thought and that's I think we will all encounter situations where we're unhappy with the way things are going, whether it be with a client or with a call and meeting with coworkers, whatever. But if I've learned anything, it's that we have the power to change our situations to an extent, (laughs) Um, or we at least have the power to shape the way those situations pan out. Even if you can't walk away from a toxic environment or a workplace, or even if you can't walk away necessarily from a project, you can at least negotiate the terms upon which like you are made uncomfortable. You know, you can speak out against those who are perpetuating unhealthy dynamics. You can negotiate circumstances to improve your relationship with people that you're working with. You can, there, we have so much more power than we think we do. And I recognize, like, I didn't have to sit in that meeting and take that. I I could have changed the way that conversation went. And that's my, that's my goal next time. If I remember in that situation again, I'm going to change the way it goes. And I'm not going to let the prescribed circumstance define me and define the experience I'm going to have. And I want you to remember that too. Like, you don't have to take shit. Like, this is your world. We're living in it, you know? So that's my diary entry for today. I hope you enjoy this and hopefully it wasn't too negative of a rant for you, but I really, really enjoyed doing this. It felt kind of cathartic for me (laughs) and I hope these are kind of fun or at least interesting or um, I guess comforting if you're going through the same thing. So the next episode will definitely be the one I promised about finding your target audience and niche, but I just wanted to record this and get some of my feelings out for the week, but please let me know if you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoy these diary entries, um, you can DM me on Instagram and I would absolutely love to hear from you in my DMs. Or if you want to leave a great review for this podcast, I would also really appreciate it because we're working hard over here behind the scenes at the Design Diaries. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening to the Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.